0: Yet at no point is the work of the seer associated with the diabolical. She is the mouthpiece of God. Gérald Massadier, A History of the Devil You will feel the way I do. You'll hurt the way I do. He's easily abused. The devil in his youth. Proto-martyr, the devil in his youth. Elizabeth and the call. Elizabeth is not dreaming. There's a ringing sound coming from far away, from elsewhere in the house. Not the ringing of actual bells, but the digital trill of the landline phone. The phone is cordless, cheap, neglected, often left uncharged and to be found, more times than not, wedged beneath the couch cushions alongside pistachio shells, pens, and hair elastics. Elizabeth actively despises the landline's inefficiency in regard to their everyday lives. The only calls the phone receives are credit card offers, scam vacation prizes, charities and fringe political groups looking for money, and the occasional mass recorded message from the town of Ames, broadcasting the closing of school during snowstorms. When the kids were little, Elizabeth wanted to keep the landline so that they'd be able to dial 911 should anything bad happen. That was the phrase she used with her moon eyed munchkins as she flailed at describing the nebulous and exciting emergency protocol of the Sanderson household. Fast forward past those early years, which were harder than she would ever admit, and all three Sanderson's have smartphones. There's really no need for the landline anymore. It survives because it is inexplicably cheaper for her to keep the phone bundled with her cable and internet. It's maddening. There's a ringing sound coming from far away, from elsewhere in the house, And not from the cell phone under her pillow. Elizabeth fell asleep waiting for the Star Trek phaser tone that announces a text from her 13 going on 14 year old son, Tommy. A simple text is a non negotiable part of the deal when sleeping over at someone else's house, even Josh's. She has already seen an evolution, or devolution, of communication from Tommy over the course of the summer reflected in his sleepover texts. In mid-June, it was, I'm going to bed now, mom, which a few weeks later became, night, mom, then became, night, and then, GN. And if Tommy could have texted an irritated grunt, his subverbal communication method of the moment, particularly whenever Elizabeth or his 11-going-on 12-year-old sister, Kate, asked him to do something, he would have. And now, in mid-August, the exact date having changed to August 16th only a collection of minutes ago, there's no text at all. One twenty-eight a.m. The landline stops ringing. The silence that replaces it is loaded with the dread of possibility. Elizabeth sits up and double and triple checks her cell phone, and there are no new texts. Tommy and his friend Luis are sleeping over at Josh's house. They've been on a sleepover rotation for a month now. Tommy, Josh, and Louise, the three amigos, She called them that earlier in the summer when the boys were over and watching all three movies of the Batman trilogy. Tommy groaned at her. Louise said, hey, is that a Mexican joke? And Tommy's face turned redder than a stop sign while the rest of them laughed their asses off. Elizabeth is out of bed. She is 42 and has large, dark brown eyes that always look a little heavy with sleep, and straight, shoulder-length brown hair going gray on the sides. She wears thin shorts and a tank top, and the pale skin of her arms and legs is chilled now that she's out from under her blanket.